Let's send it. Send another one. All right, you ready for the, this? Is a this is something that from the Jingweeds posted on the Instagram. I thought it was hilarious. It's a um, it's a wanted ad uh, for a job opening. Are you, you ready to hear this? Mm-hmm. Golf course superintendent qualifications. College graduate with extensive knowledge of and experience in the following fields: turf grass management, horticulture, irrigation design, repair, construction, personnel management, budget development, and impl- implementation. Mechanics and public relations, you must be willing to work as many hours as necessary to get the job done. Regardless of personal life, you must be willing to work hundreds of, for hundreds of bosses who will second-guess every decision and every program you propose. You will also be expected to forecast, compensate for a budget for every whim of nature. You must be able to motivate un- underpaid employees and produce top-quality work on a daily basis. All these goals must be accomplished without interruption to play or inconvenience to the membership. Finally, you must be willing to work in a barn. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. That That is exactly what being a golf course superintendent is about. Welcome to Not So Superintendents. Um, yes, there are a lot of job postings available right now, um, including my job. <laughs> Especially in the in the New York area, everybody's getting out of New York. Long Island is banging with job openings. If anybody wants to move to Long Island, there's tons of jobs available for assistant superintendents. But yeah, so that was a job job posting for an assistance for a superintendent. If you if you think you're ready to take that step if into you're your, worthy, if you're worthy for that step, yeah. If exactly. you are worthy <laughs> and you think that you want to deal with that crap all the time, go ahead and apply because that's what you're going to be dealing with. I like I like the part where they mentioned uh, motivate underpaid employees. Under, underpaid employees. I thought that was uh, yes. spot on. That's that's about right. Um, yeah, man, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to motivate your guys because they get paid like dirt. Um, so that sucks. And that's actually uh, actually that's great. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today. I mentioned it last week. Uh, we got a we had a bunch of questions. I, I had three in one week. Questions slash comments regarding pay and how garbage pay is nowadays. Um, and you know some of this has to do with the coronavirus pandemic you're not allowed to say i don't know if you knew this but it's also illegal to say the china virus by the way um so we can't say that but it is the coronavirus pandemic um let's see here so i won't give out too much personal information on any of these people obviously um we try to be um I don't know. I don't even know what the word is, but we're not going to expose respecting, respecting their anonymity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't want to call anybody out, but we're, we're just going to talk yeah. about kind of what some of the conversations I had this past week uh, to certain people through the Instagram who follow us at Not Supers Pod. Don't forget to do that. If you're not, you probably should be. Um, let's go to this first question. This guy actually lives in a different country. He lives in the UK, I believe, somewhere out there in the UK. We got listeners all over the world, man. Uh, we just shipped, by the way, yeah, we just shipped uh, one of our giveaway winners was in, is in Australia. Australia. Good God, that was an expensive package <laughs> to send to Australia. 
Uh, but yeah, we do have listeners all over the world. Uh, but yeah, congrats to our wonderful winners of the giveaway. Let me announce those people's names right quick. Jason Garrich and uh, Colin Caulfield. Um, Colin Caulfield at Kabulcher Golf Club in Australia. And Jason, who lives in Massachusetts, thank you guys for participating. Thank you everyone who participated in the giveaway. It um, is a lot of good, a lot of good stuff got sent out to those guys. I hope you enjoy. Um, the guy in Australia, you probably will get yours in a couple months, um, more than likely. Sorry, because um, that's a hell of a way away. <laughs> All right, thoughts. All right, here we go. Here's the question. Um, just a question. Catching after catching up on a couple episodes today. Thought on thoughts on the club giving no bonus or pay raise this year but ordering upwards of 50k in euros i get what what the heck does uk what are their um, euro yeah that's a euro yeah okay. in the euro okay 50k euro of machinery the pay raise and bonus is based on the coronavirus pandemic and the argument is lack of income over the past year I get the new machinery is great, but for the team morale, how do they expect balance of that and how the team will have taken it, including we moved up eight places in this year in the top 100 UK rankings. Well, congratulations to that. Yeah, that's really awesome, actually. Yeah, heck yeah. That's great news. Yeah, man. Um, so, So they've apparently bought new machines, but no pay raises and no bonuses. Um, you know what, man? I mean... Here's the way you got to look at it from two aspects. Um, from one aspect, I, I think of it like this. I think that some courses have it planned out. Every, I mean, this is how it should be planned out. If they're the type of course that buys equipment, especially not leases, you have to set aside a certain amount of money every year for your new machines. Um, I also believe that it should be included in the budget for new for raises and bonuses every year, regardless of the circumstances. It, it, and it sounds like, I mean, if this club is a top 100 in the UK, they probably are making a good amount of money. I don't, you know, I, I really, I mean, honestly, I don't even see their income going down that much considering, well, actually, I don't know how the laws are in the UK. They might be crazy, you know? Yeah. Like we don't know. The lockdowns, they yeah. might be even worse. I don't the, know. The restrictions and all that stuff. I don't even know. So, I mean. But like, yeah, for instance, tough. I would say like, and, and this could be wrong and, and this would probably actually, I probably shouldn't even say that. I would say, I'll say it like this, the club that I work at, we have gotten more golfers, but less events. Therefore, we probably are losing a little bit of money, but like they are making that money up in the amount of rounds they're having every year. But like I say, we don't know what this guy's particularly particular cases where you know in wherever the heck he lives it could be really bad um as far as lockdown right so So both clubs i worked at um in the past like six years they do it kind of like the they have a set a set budget for whatever you could call it performance or yeah um like a christmas bonus whatever you call it um like set aside so that's fixed it's a fixed in the budget where then um you know that'll be divvied out to the employees um, at the end of the at the end of the season. I mean, um, but I've never I never ran into that where I I see other expenditures happening that are outside um, 
you know, your labor budget or your, uh, the bonuses are usually separate in my case, but mm-hmm. it's always, it's always there. Yeah. Um, and if, yeah, I mean, for this, this, this guy who's telling us that, uh, you know, he's not seeing anything from out of the membership, then it's besides the, uh, equipment costs or the equipment expenses, then I, yeah, I would be like, what, what's, uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's kind of hard. You know, actually, one thing that I think about when I think about raises, it actually it's very hard because so the course that I worked at beforehand, it was like I had to beg for a raise. You know what I mean? Um, And I I, I legit did not get paid well at all at the last course I was at. And it was it was very uh, it was very frustrating. So but I but you got to go up to the, the superintendent and explain to him that you need a raise like, and, and, and what, what have you been like? And he doesn't care. And that's another thing too, is like, he explained to me and I didn't even go about it this way, but he was like, I appreciate you approaching it this way because a lot of people come in here and they're just like, Hey, I don't make enough. Like I need this money for rent. I need this money for that. Bosses don't actually care. Like in, 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 in the real world, in reality, bosses don't care, especially at a golf course. Unless it's like a, a family-owned business where you have like you know just a really nice person to do it, bosses don't actually care if you don't make enough money for whatever it is they're thinking about their big goal, right? But you, if you explain to them like, hey, like you know, I'm taking this time to educate myself on my role. I'm taking this time, to, you know, I'm working extra hard. I'm working as many hours as I can. If you get paid salary, you know, I'm here. 80 hours a week and I still make the same salary or even if you're hourly, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can to get that overtime, things like that. Um, you know, that's what you got to do. I'm not saying this guy isn't doing that, but it sounds to me like they're just like, Hey, like nobody's getting anything. Like it was like an announcement, like, Hey, no raises, no bonuses. And that that's hard because yeah, it does. It does hurt mor- morale. I know at this course that I'm at right now, um, you know, we get, we have seasonal guys and, uh yeah. By the way, I haven't moved to my new course in North Carolina. By the way, um yeah, I'm still in New York until the end of the month. Um, but you know, our seasonal guys are coming back uh, today. Actually, they they're coming back today as this comes out. And um, when they when they come in, they're expecting, hey, this is now my blah 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 year of working here. I've come back every year and cons- and I work hard every single year. I'm where's my raise? That's that's what usually happens, right? We aren't hurting at this course, so like them getting it shouldn't be a problem. But at the same time, it's like you also have to earn it. You know what I mean? But at this, but you know, obviously everybody knows the way this year has been. It's been hard for everybody, but you know, it, it really sucks. Um, I think everybody should get their raise. But at, at the end of the day, if the golf course literally can't, if they can't even break even. I understand not giving raises and bonuses right. and like maybe like, Hey, maybe once we get going, we'll give you even a bigger raise and a bigger bonus. I don't know. And this gentleman who's in UK, we both don't know what their financial situation is at their club. Right. We, I mean, it, it's great that you're in the top 100 and I hope that you stay in that, in that realm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean like when you're, as you said before, like if you're dealing with a, a budget that it's really like it's bare minimum, like you have to, I mean, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, bonuses are not really realistic at this time. Um, yeah, but it still does not help. Yeah, you're, as to your point, it and to this gentleman's point, it's not. It does not help the case of you know wanting to 
work hard again for the next season or yeah. produce as much effort um, going forward. Um, I understand that. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you how I would. Now, if I was the general manager of this course, I can tell you exactly what would motivate me to work hard, even in this situation where I might not be getting a raise or a bonus for anything this year or this past year, whatever it is. Um, if the if the general manager, the owner, whoever it is that is in charge of the money, who is in charge of making that decision, because it's not the superintendent in most cases, I, I would like that person to walk into the break room of the, of the maintenance department and say, hey, guys, I really appreciate all your work. I want to tell you, this is the reason you're not getting a raise or a bonus this year. It's because of this. We just can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. But we appreciate your work regardless, and we hope that you will continue to work hard, and we will get you a raise once we can break even and start making some money as a club. Well, let me ask you. Let me throw you something. This is totally a little. It's on the same tangent, but it's off the little beam path. Um, it's different in terms of in our circumstance where, you know, you and I are provided housing. Right. We have um, health insurance, which is which people don't really realize and I hope they do realize that that's part of your actual your salary. Yeah. Or if I mean for most assistants or whatnot um not and sometimes full time of course. Yeah, you get provided health insurance. Right. Which is a great deal because medical bills are off the wazoo when you, you know, when you look at the financial figures, but you got to think about this. I'm not this is just talking in terms of geographically being in New York, one of the most like expensive tax areas in the world or in the country. I mean, um, like if you, like for example, for you having that house um, at your place, yeah. I mean, at your course, um, that saves you tons of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, you don't have to worry about paying, you know, the New York tax, um, or the whatever the rent yeah, or even just ridiculous. rent around here is insane. Yeah, as you know, and that's I mean, I don't for this guy. I don't know in in Europe if is he a, an assistant? I think so. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I don't know what the rent situation is for him, or he gets provided housing. Like, yeah, um, and he might be. I don't know, but the thing is, yeah. but here's the thing though. Also, is like I, I get that, and I get your point. But at the same time, I got a raise this year. I got a raise a few weeks ago, to be Great. honest. Yeah, with you. that's awesome. And uh, not, no, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, if I didn't get a raise, there's no way that someone could come up to me and be like, "Oh, but you get like housing. You get, but yeah, but I got that already. I accepted the job, knowing that's what I was getting. But I also am expecting a raise for working hard." every however much usually that's talked about when you get hired too and and you know this uh, guy's situation and in most courses it's once a year blah 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 this time of year you will get so and so amount of raise or it'll be based on your performance and this year i didn't even ask for it they just gave it to me because we had a really good year not monetary wise but turf wise this is like the probably the best turf year we've had even with all the traffic and all the other stuff that came about so you know I still, even with all that, I would still be, um, you know, like I say, unless someone came up to me personally and explained it to me and like, Hey, this is why, this is why you're not getting this. I would still be upset about it. So I, I get it. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying as well, though. Um, I think the thing is, 
you know, it just needs to be communicated more than anything. That's um, true. It needs I, to be talked I, I about. I totally agree with you. That's the communication yeah. part, which is, I mean, a lot of golf courses have a problem with that. The communication yeah. from, as we're talking about the general manager to the super, to the rest. Yeah. Of the sometimes staff, there's 10 different chains of command and it's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, but that was I, I that was a great discussion. So I appreciate that question, man. By the way, there's people that went that won the giveaway. You know, one thing they got in there in their little baggy bag mm. was some TDR rods. And I don't know if you knew this, but if you have a Spectrum TDR, you need to replace those rods every once in a while because if you're not replacing the rods, they get worn out and then you're not getting an accurate reading. Those need to be changed out. Go to specmeters.com. Talk to your Spectrum representative about getting some new TDR rods for your 250, your 300, your 350, whatever the heck I, you got. I rock the 350. I That's right, that, that 350, 350 all day. Go yeah. to specmeters.com. Check out them on Instagram, Spectrum underscore technologies underscore Inc. To measure is to know. Thank you, Spectrum, for sponsoring us. So yeah, but so that was one of the questions about a raise. Um, dude, let me tell you first of all. Um, before we get continue talking about some some of that moolah, some of that money, I dude, it's it's sixty degrees today, and I'm loving it. And it, this is the first time that we've in New York touched this type of weather, and it's amazing. So um, that's oh, pretty amazing. Because let me tell you something. Um, last week there was about two inches of ice on the fairway and i was taking Kane for a walk and i fell on the ice and i busted my legs so bad i was about to die like i i and you know what's crazy is i fell on the ice and you know my dog you know they always say like dogs are supposed to like you know help you and protect like if you're you know they're supposed to be protective and stuff i fell and that dude ran away from me <laughs> how cool is that yeah what it Oh, I was so mad. I couldn't get up. I'm not going to feed you tonight. Yeah. No, I didn't feed him. Actually, I put him in this crate for the rest of the night. (laughs) It's it's like, I am going to make you be punished. (laughs) That'd be, that'd be real. I'm not, I love dogs. Don't don't think I don't love dogs. But I hate this guy. He's so mean. (laughs) He's like, screw my owner. I'm going to go back to the shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he did. He went back to the shop. I was so mad. Um, but yeah, so I fell on the ice on the fairway. So I, I'm I'm very over the winter. I'm so glad spring is on its way. Oh yeah, this is what I was about to say. So if you want to think about if somebody's like, hey, when should I ask for a raise? Right? Like that's that's usually like the first thing that comes into your mind. Hey, when 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 is that? Am I ready for a raise? Well, let me tell you in, in another profession when they're ready for a raise, male men. Okay, let me tell you a little something about mailmen, okay? I was driving down the road. There's about, you know, three feet of snow piled up on the sides. You know, when they get plowing, they got all that daggone snow piled up against the mailboxes. These mailmen in the north, I didn't even realize this. I I mean, I've been here for two years. I didn't even realize this until the other day. When it snows a lot, they have to park their car and get out and walk to the mailbox because they can't get close enough to it because of that daggone snow. Dude, no, that. I, I'll tell you something different. I, when it was snowing a lot, they didn't even give me mail. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, I'm being totally honest. Like, there yeah. was a, a few weeks ago, right? And there was a lot of snow coming in, and I was not shoveling my walkway because, like, when you get back from work, you're like, okay, like, I've done yeah. this enough times. I don't want to do it again. So they wouldn't get me, give me mail. I got it all, like, in bulk. Yeah. 
Jesus. That's crazy. But yeah, man, I, I, I saw a mailman jumping out of his car and going to walk him. I was like, uh-uh. I better be getting a bonus every single day if I'm doing that. I mean, a hefty, hefty bonus, son. Um, and they're union, so they probably are. But you know what I mean? Oh, for um, sure. Absolutely, man. But yeah, I thought I thought it was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I'd be so mad. But yeah, man, no, I but I brought up that because I got a I got a message from one of our avid listeners who's been listening probably since day one. He sent me a message the other day. Um, it was a voice message, so I can't actually read it word for word, but he was saying that, you know, he was saying that like at one of his jobs that he has, he he hadn't gotten a raise in like a while or so, like over a year or something, like years maybe. And and I was like that. That's when you know, I mean, and it doesn't even matter if you're part time or full time. Like if you've worked somewhere for multiple years, you better be getting a raise, you know, within a matter of time. Like I say, it needs to be. There needs to be communication about it. That's the thing that bothers me is that it's such like a touchy subject that like people don't want to like be like, hey, like I want to give you a raise. We can't do it right now, but this is what we're gonna do. Like no, if you want to va- if you want me to value you as an employer, I need to be respected and feel like you value me as an employee and, you know, respect me enough to give me a raise or at least explain to me why I haven't gotten a raise in this amount of time. Well, um exactly. I guess that's like the thing is like a lot of people have that hard time doing the negotiating yeah. part of it like okay, like how much can first of all, how much can I get from the raise? And then second of all, like the approaching part of it, you know, that, hey, like I showed competence. I've, I've been a, a stellar employee. I've, you know, I've seen that we've made changes while I've been at this facility and just seeing how the actual, the direction of the club's going. Um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of people are very fearful of asking it because it's like, it's, I, I, I know it. I understand the awkwardness of going to ask for more, but as you said before, it's something that like you have to you have to have it in like in written form or whatever you call it, set in stone. Like yeah, expect expect that you have to gain more than what what you signed up for originally. Yeah, I think the the thing with the awkwardness is usually you walk into your superintendent's office and they're like, Hey, like, uh, you know, would you come here to pull my finger or something, you know? And then, and then you're like, Oh no, I actually want to talk to you about something serious. You know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And, and then you guys sit down and have this serious conversation. You're like, Hey, I feel like I've done this, blah, blah, blah. And then it just ends up, you know, it usually ends up going well. I, I think, you know, most, most superintendent, I think you have to also decide when to do it. Do you want to do it at the end of the season? Do you want to do it at the beginning of the season? I prefer to do it at the end of the season if I'm going to do it. Like I say, I haven't done it in a while. Um, this course is pretty nice about just kind of being like, hey, you've done a good job. Here's your raise. That's how they do it. And it's it's that's phenomenal. If you're in a situation like that, it's great. But yeah, I, I think the other thing I want to talk about too is I got a message about this a couple weeks ago and I just remembered it just now. He wants to talk about the revolving door of the industry. I think this is a perfect episode to talk about it in. Um because we were talking about how many job openings are right now. I think one of the reasons that there's a revolving door as an assistant is because a lot of assistants are young and they're still trying to find their way. I mean, like there's, you know, I mean, we're both young. I'm younger than you are, but we're both young. And, you know, 
I'm still trying to find where I'm trying to plant my roots. Um, you know what I mean? And this was a place I came for and I knew it was temporary and I've loved it, but it's just kind of, you know, time to move on kind of thing. And now there's a job opening here, but I'm, I've kind of, that's the way I explained it when I went and interviewed my next job was, Hey, like that's what I'm looking for somewhere to plant my roots, to buy a house, to, to stay for a long term. Um, you know, so, but you know, when you got guys that are our age, you know, because you can do a two year program and then go be an assistant. I, I was an assistant. I got my first assistant job when I was 20. Um, I was a second assistant when I was 20 years old, you know? So it's very, so there's that part of it. And then there's also like, obviously firings, there's courses around here that are shutting down. There's courses everywhere that are shutting down. So especially now after the pandemic, there's even more of a revolving door where people are going in and out and in and out and don't know. And some guys that unfortunately don't know where they're going, you know? Well, yeah, I, well, I noticed on TurfNet that there is like huge amount of assistant positions comparative to superintendent. Yeah. Positions. You know what? Actually, my mechanic, uh, good old Joe, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, um, he mentioned to me the other day that he, I, I don't even know how he lived up. I guess on TurfNet, he, there were 44 jobs open for mechanics in the US. There were 127 assistant jobs. I mean, this yeah. was weeks ago, and there's definitely more now. And then there was like, 60 something superintendent jobs available right now it's in the US. Fair, yeah like right now to get an assistant is like to be or to be an assistant it's it's not yeah. bad you got a lot of yeah you got a lot of options right now you got a lot of options right now and i'm seeing that you as you pointed out yeah like courses are closing yeah. um either people are getting you know downsizing they're firing they don't need that many more employees i don't know what the case may be but it just seems like also like yeah like there's just a need for more assistance at this time. There's also that thing where like this past year, um, you know, it, people in other industries have realized, Oh, we don't need to pay a, a ton of money a year for a building for people to sit in an office. We can just have them do it from home. Um, and that's kind of the way a lot of people did it this year where they had to downsize on their people. So like, oh, we don't have to walk mo greens every day. We don't have to walk mo tees every day. We don't have to rake bunkers every day. We can downsize a few guys. And a lot of it is because they have to. A lot of courses have realized that because they had to do it because they didn't have um, enough people. Um, because, you know, not a lot of people want to do this job. So people have realized that. And that's why there's, you know, unfortunately, some some golf courses out there with five or six guys and that is insane to think about yeah and that's that's you know i think you know that's an industry problem solving question yeah is how have having to have um some type of you know balance with um you know keeping employees you know at your facility and I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, one one of the courses that I interviewed at actually um, is right down the road from a college, and he in the 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 previous dean, I guess, of a college is that what it is? Or a chancellor, yeah. chancellor. Oh. Um, the previous chancellor of that college is a member there, and he was like, "Hey, can you go to your college and and." try to get me some guys for like interns, even though they don't even have a turf program there. He's like, I just need bodies who are willing to work for, we'll pay you decent money. We're not going to pay you great money, 
but you're just going to work here and you're going to work hard. And I think that's something that everybody needs to think about too. If you're struggling finding employees, go to go to whatever the localist college, the closest college, or even high school. Like, go up to them and be like, "Hey, I need some people who are over eighteen. You know, a lot of seniors are eighteen yeah. or over. Yeah. Um, I, be like, "Hey, I need some guys who are over eighteen who want to make a little bit of money this summer, and we need guys to work." As you and I know very well, that especially in as like the generation is more like uh, computer and more, I don't know, more built for being indoor like yeah have less calluses on their hands you know i i always find that that's going to be a struggle going further uh yeah further ahead because and if i looked hindsight yeah i understand that not a lot of people like to like a digging a head uh irrigation head syringing greens with a you know an inch or three quarter inch hose um or just, or just generally, like being doing manual labor. It's not something that's glorified in our society. More, mostly in Hispanic societies, like doing ag- agro um, work is more of like a more machismo or like a more of a prideful thing. Is getting your hands dirty and yeah, which I do applaud. That's what I mean. Like I um, applaud those folks on uh, you know on that level. And but in this society, for like normal like college students like i don't know how many would want to like say oh i i want to be working seven days or it could be five days a week but we get early mornings and i don't know yeah no i i agree 100 but this is where i'll say this though this is what i was thinking about i agree most people aren't going to be like oh heck yeah i want to work at a golf course but like you think about there's some of these people may like golf so you're like hey if you work here you might get paid like garbage. You might have to work really hard, but you get to play golf for free. You get to bring your friends out here and play golf after you get off work. So there's one incentive to get them out here, right? And then there's another incentive about, hey, like we have jobs available. So if you can't find something because everything else is super saturated with, you know, all these high tech jobs and stuff. I mean, there's tons of opportunities for them, but like those aren't probably as those probably aren't as easy to get right now as as some of these more manual labor jobs, there's more need for trade than there is in the world right now than anything else. So if we can just get them here, some of those people are going to end up liking it. The way I look at it is like, there's some people that may never even know what it's like. They may have never even cut grass before because their parents had a landscaping co- like company come and, and, and cut their yard every week. So they never even like know what it feels like go outside and work hard, you know? So, and once they do it, they might feel that satisfaction that like maybe have made you want to come into this industry or myself, you know, I grew up cutting grass and on the side and, and and I realized like, Hey, this is, this is a job that I don't mind doing, but everybody else hates. It's easy to make money doing it. So I go to all my neighbors and I go to all these different people and I start doing landscaping for them. And that's how, you know, what made me realize, oh, I could do this golf course thing was because I already knew I wanted to do it. So these people may not even know that they like doing it. You know what I mean? No, I understand that completely. I actually remember um, it was an intern at my last golf course. And it was like several, several years ago. And he was like a heavy set man, like at least 300 pounder. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the summer, even though he was not very competent, he lost like could be a hundred plus pounds just because of doing the hand mowing, all this other stuff that you requires on the job. 
and his parents when they picked him up from the facility i mean they were like they were shocked to know like this is is this their son i mean like they you know they said that this was probably the best thing for him right um and it i was like yeah like this is probably i mean i saw it in that sense it's like yeah like it can be a physical change it also could be a mental change um yeah. to somebody um teach some of these people how to work hard boy yeah get your hands in the mud get your hands dirty i mean like i understand that if you're not into that that's probably why you're not listening to this podcast but yeah um you know like it's just part of the it's part of our day-to-day life is to you know be you know we're facing mother nature on a daily basis that's right we're out here in the hail and the wind and the rain and we are preparing turf for the golfers yep coming up soon yeah but um yeah so i mean i I, that's the way i look at like the quote-unquote revolving door as far as superintendents i mean there's tons of them that get laid off for you know the course not being up to par or there's also you know and there's people who realize they don't even want to be in this industry because there is a lot of like I think the hardest I think the hardest thing would not even be the amount of work it's the during the summer when you can't not yep. be here. Yep, that's It's the during truth. like That's true. It's during the and especially for superintendents. We we're in the situation where our superintendent may not be cool with us like not working a day in in july because we have this going on or whatever there but like when it's a superintendent if he has something come up in july not only is he freaking out because oh i need to be here but like whatever doesn't get done when he's not there is on him so a lot of people can't take that stress and honestly i'm not ready for that stress <laughs> so um that's why i'm not a superintendent um but yeah man i mean that's why a lot of people don't want to don't want to be superintendents yeah. and they get in this position and then their wives are not happy with them never being home or freaking out talking about the job all the time you know it, it's a, such a stressful job i mean every job is stressful to a point but i think that this is a little bit different right you're absolutely spot on i i also do see it in terms of like in back to like the new generation like the next generation or our generation of uh of individuals that want a normalcy in their life they don't want to be tied to the job seven days a week they want to be have that that buffer zone of two-day weekend you know friday's my you know my the start of the weekend and then i can go rage on saturday and then i can uh relax on sunday and then get back to that you know back to that nine to five or whatever job you have on the on monday but yeah it's just it's tough to it's tough to persuade somebody you know as you know like the amount of work that and the amount of time that we spend at the facility um, yeah it's just tough to get somebody on the same page yeah absolutely and it's it's a lot of it's a lot on a person uh it, it takes a special person to get through it and you know i think that i think that sometimes the pressure that superintendents put on us it may seem unfair or, you know, just like, Hey, this isn't, you know, I'm not married to this job as much as you are, but that's what they're prepping you for. They're they're, And that's why like a lot of people are like a lot of superintendents are like, I want someone, I want an assistant who wants to be a superintendent so I can mold you into what you have to become. Because it's not only, 
it's a huge step, even though it may not seem like it some days for some, some assistants probably work as a superintendent more than the superintendent does. I worked at a course like that where the assistant superintendent was working way harder and doing more management and doing everything more than superintendent. But most superintendents are like, Hey, I, I do this work. I'm going to show, I want to take a guy who wants to be a superintendent, wants to be in my position and mold him into that type of person because they love the job, you know? So there's always that portion of it. And you know, yeah, like, I don't know. That's just what I, I see from, I, it. I totally agree with you. I think that it's like, you need to find that, that guy that you can mold into the, the next, the next generation of super yeah. um, superintendents. And you have to, you know, also know that the person, you know, whoever his name is, John Doe, who's going to come to your uh, classic John Doe. Yeah. Classic John Doe that comes into your, uh, your office wanting to have a job, you know, that either a is not going to be here for a while. There's a lot of turnover in this, in this industry, as you know, like there's people that you said before, like, they're like, oh, this is not for me. This is not something that, um, I foresee in my future. And I think that, as you said before, I think it does take a, a certain individual to kind of, you know, have a drive for this. It's yeah. not for everyone. I got a quick, would you rather for you? Okay. okay. So would you rather be an owner or, eh, let me think of that. Yeah. Okay. So would you rather be an owner of a landscaping company? But here's the thing. You're not like, you have like all the secretaries in the world. You're not have to do all you have to do basically is management. Or- all you have to do is ride around. You do a couple estimates a day and then you go check on your crews and that's it. You don't have any of the stress of being an owner of a business because that is highly stressful. So that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about like just the estimate guy. Just, you know what I mean? Um, so you have none of the stresses of being an owner, but you are owner of a landscaping company and that's what you do all day. Or would you rather be? a salesman where you have a little bit of stress of, Hey, I have to make sales. But for the most part, I mean, you look at our salesman, if if you're a salesman of like uh, a pretty high ranked, um, you know, company, you're not usually stressing too much, but you're just riding around. You talk to your superintendents. You're like, Hey, you need some, you know, (laughs) you need some Dagwon Segway this year. Of course you do. You need Segway because you have Pythium. Um, you know, so which would you rather do? Would you rather be that or that? Well, I think I, I remember like you were asking dream jobs. I think I answered like this was a podcast from a while ago when you were asking. Like, yeah, I do remember. Dream jobs. I and I think I put salesman and I did, I think I, I totally was like, why didn't you even say that? Cause that's not even accurate. That's really? Like total, that was a fabricated, uh, <laughs> you just straight up lied to me. I huh? straight up lied to you. I, I okay. 100% did. Cause I was like, I think that I thought about it a lot. Like again, I was like, I didn't even say that because I had there, there's like a hundred different other like things I would go into. But anyway, to answer this question, um, I think just, well, the landscaping would, to be honest. Yeah. Full You'd honesty, like to do that? To be full honesty, like just like, yeah, you said checking on your crew here and there and yeah, like you have no stresses. Yeah, you're, you're just, no, you're just, yeah. doing, you're getting estimates. You're just, you're just getting bid. You're getting bids on different projects, whatever you would call it. But, um, just to have like that, like that you're, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I respect the sales, the salesman job, but I, yeah. I just, I 
would rather just be, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, so I think that the, it seems to, to me, I don't know about you. I don't know. It's like just, and again, this is different with financial and where you're at in your yeah. life. I mean, like, I don't know how much that landscape. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Money's the same. Everything is just like your day to day. What would you, what do you think you would enjoy more? Um, I also go with the, the yeah. landscape architect or like, the, you know, or the, or, I mean the landscape. Yeah. Owner. Yeah. The landscape owner. Yeah. I, I think that me me personally, I, I, I'm more of a salesman guy. I like salesman. I love that job. I actually like, I legit, if I got fired tomorrow and and I didn't, I, I didn't have any job like lined up or anything. And I just was like, I need to get into something not in the golf course business. I think I'd be going to be a car salesman um, because that seems fun to me because i think that they just have a fun job so yeah i would definitely be a uh, chemical salesman well, be most most of the uh salesmen for us on long island are are either former uh yeah they're usually former superintendents former or assistants yeah yeah i mean so it's like it makes sense what you're saying i mean like yeah i, I definitely have thought about it and like hey if everything went to like if i didn't like want to do this anymore then that's yeah. an option it's a very valid option but there's also a saturation of people who are you know for florentine for harrell's for yeah um tractor supply for the the northeast i mean like there's like there's it's already well equipped for sure Um, yeah yeah would you do your own company or would you do something with uh you know with an existing company i i think i do i I mean me personally at you know I think I, I think I, I don't think I'd own a company. I, I think I just work for an existing company. Uh, you know, like we, we see, um, we'll give him a good shout out. Good old Nassau Suffolk turf. I mean, you see what Tommy's built. Tom is great. Yeah. But I, and he's built this amazing company and seeing that kind of makes me want to, because at the end of the day, he's got, he makes a good living. He's a, you know, he has a good lifestyle, but at the end of the day, me personally, I don't think I'm looking for anything like that. I, I'm, I'm cool with just riding in a truck, going super and su- from superintendent to superintendent, really like just, you know, trying to make a little bit of commission, but my whole life isn't dependent on it. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Like, no, I totally agree. I think like Tom has a great setup and at yeah. NASA saw fucking He's uh definitely I mean like yeah there's there's intrigue of getting into that line of work but again yeah. um you know yeah to answer the, the question I mean like I feel like I was like more of that guy that's like okay I could just look at financial figures and I think that I think that doing that job with the with the landscape company if that was your only responsibilities I think it'd be a lot of fun I think that doing the salesman gig could get really boring compared to that because that one you can go up and you can you know you're estimating lawns you're you're measuring lawns you know you're checking out what they got going on you're still talking to people just like you are as a salesman but me personally I think I'd rather kick back with a couple superintendents go play some golf um in the afternoons for free things like that well um, yeah that's a, no that's a great point i and i also yeah. wanted to point out though that the landscape i feel is that you can you can more or less like kind of like doing a golf construction renovation or whatever you would call it um doing yeah. of work that you can actually see the like the before and after picks like i would be yeah just, i would yeah, use, use it as like an advertising uh platform as well sure like, to show pictures of your work what your guys did yeah, I mean it's good. It's good stuff. I mean, hey, yeah, I mean if that's 
if, if that's what you're doing right now, whoever's listening, that's, hey, keep it going. In the next week or two, um, we're going to post the episode that we recorded with from the Jingweeds. Um, that was a great conversation we had with those guys. And then also in the next month or two, not I don't know exactly when because this whole move and everything, it's going to be busy. But I do got a, a landscaper or two uh, lined up to interview. So um, a couple guys who are a little famous on Instagram uh, for their landscaping abilities. So um, be looking out for that. Uh, I want to thank everybody again for entering the giveaway. Uh, please be sure to support our good friends at Spectrum as always. Please be sure you check out um, golfcentralmag.com. Check out them, turflife.club, everything like that. And check out our shirts. They're in our link is in our bio on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that was a great episode. You got anything else, James? I think it's a wrap, man. All right. Sounds good. We'll see y'all next Wednesday.